0: What's up, Painless Flipping Podcast listeners? Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something special for you. Recently, I had the pleasure of joining an amazing podcast, and I wanted to share that conversation with you all. It's a fantastic discussion you won't want to miss. So without further ado, let's jump into that crossover episode and hear what we had to say. Enjoy.
1: All right, we are back. And I'm excited with this interview. I've got... Corey and Nathan out of Utah and they are just closing out a two hundred and eight thousand dollar and some change month um which is the biggest month you've guys had right biggest month two hundred and eight thousand dollars just so you just so just, just so you can put that in perspective I just googled the um what the average American makes, right? So the average American makes $51,000 a year. So you made over four times what an average American makes in an entire year in one month. So, you know, we've got, uh, we've got some two, that, that's amazing, isn't it? I mean, that, that, that's sure. something, I just want to congratulate you guys. You that's put it like feat. that, Sean, that is kind of crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's amazing. So we'll, we'll get into that. And I, what I like to do on the podcast is kind of really dig in deep. So people, um, when they listen to the this episode, they can go back and uh, apply some of the information to give them really good nuggets where they can go back and apply uh, you know, whatever we're talking about and make money. So something that will allow them to go make money when they, after they're done listening to it, because, you know, it's great hearing stories. It's great hearing, you know, um, you know, uh, how it's done in backgrounds and what's happened and stuff, but it's really great, you know, to hear actionable, to do items that someone could, you know, that could learn, uh, listening to this and then actually go out and make an impact in their life and actually do something. So, um, that's the mission of the show is to, you know, because, uh, you know, listen, there is not many people in this world right now that make $208,000 in a month. Um, and uh, and it's been able to do that. So uh, to have you guys here is amazing. Now, the cool thing is um, you guys love to share, right? You bet you have your own podcast. Um, and uh, so what's the name of your podcast? It's called uh, Investor Thrive. Um,
0: Podcast. Well, I mean, it, on YouTube, our channel is called Nathan Payne's Investors Drive TV. Okay, I mean, you can find it. It's a breeze. You're just typing Nathan Payne, and it's mm-hmm. the first uh, YouTube channel. Uh, thank goodness, no one has is more popular than me. With that Nathan, name. The,
1: the Nathan Payne <laughs> is more. <laughs> so, yeah. So, go check those guys out for sure on YouTube. Um, check out their podcast. Uh, listen to what they're talking about. Um, I was very fortunate to uh, meet them. They're part of our Syndicate 9 Mastermind group. And we have a group where it's called Six Figure Syndicate, where people doing the minimum of 100000 up to millions of dollars. And they have grown dramatically um, that I've seen since the first time I've met him. And, you know, what's great about these two, Corey and Nathan is they ask great questions. They're very inquisitive. Um, they're there and, you know, but they question, you know what I mean? So they, they question certain things. Why should I do that? And they really learn about it. Um, and I, I wouldn't call you guys analytical per se, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, but you, you've asked a lot of really good deep questions and I think, you know, you guys are all in, in your business, you know, your numbers and you went out and you've, uh, you've absolutely killed it. So, so first off, um, what let's, let's talk about your partnership real quick. And then we'll kind of get into, you know, when you, uh, started real estate and then we'll kind of break down your $208,000 month. So, um, sure. how long you guys been partners?
0: Um, so we started, Corey, do we start May of 2018? Yep. So it's been about almost four, 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 almost four years in May. Okay.
1: So four years in May, started started, and then take us to March 20th or so, 2020. What'd that look like for you? So that was, March. that was, that was the day, that was the week that the U.S. shut down, stock market plunged like 2,000 Ah. points and we COVID and everything shut down. So you guys are partners. You've been in partnerships now for uh, uh, almost just under a year. COVID hits, how did you guys handle that?
0: Wow. Good question. So we were, uh, we were in an office similar to where we are right now. It's like a Vivo office. And, uh, as soon as the, everything hit with COVID, we were on a month to month lease and we we're like, Hey, let's just go work at home. You know, like it'll be safe. So we got out of there and we all started working at home. We, we were struggling, man, like straight up. We had, um, we had a Colombian as one of our acquisition managers. He had was born in the United States. So he was an American, but we, you know, we were giving him leads. We had just started uh Corey, was that when we just started nationwide paper i don't community? think we started yet we hadn't started yet okay we're about to start so we had two virtual guys that one of our friends who still works for is sean hayes uh, mm-hmm. who uh, runs our leads management he was acquisitions guy recording sean, in progress michael michael was an acquisitions guy um mm-hmm. and these guys were we were getting leads and, uh, it was just a mess.
2: Honestly, we were honestly struggling to get leads at that time. So we were just here in Salt Lake trying to get leads, trying to do deals, not getting like really any success with any marketing channels. And that's when we decided to go nationwide and do the, we, I mean, we heard about like Nick Perry on some podcasts and he was like, mm-hmm. I'm crushing it with Google pay per So then we started trying to do that. We reached out to him, learned about it, started trying to do that, started doing nationwide, a similar story to kind of like what you did where you got destroyed tons of deals. Couldn't sell any of them. <laughs> um,
0: Dude, yeah. Sean, you should have seen us our first month going nationwide. We got like 40 contracts. We were at Corey's house because all the guys were all friends and we work and live close. So we were at Corey's. We're like, we're going to crush it. We were all so <laughs> happy the first month and then the second month like didn't sell any of our deals I think, we, I think we ended up selling a
2: couple from that first month but mm-hmm. like two or three out of like yeah like 40 contracts yeah it was it
0: was, wow. it was intense so that's wow. what started us is um you know to go back with the covid thing just to go over it again we were just in Utah then everything shut down then we saw Nick Perry's podcast went to him started the nationwide pay-per-click thing he taught us we we paid him a certain amount of money to show us how he ran set up his campaign spend a ton of money and got crushed
1: <laughs> and you're in business. That's, much it. <laughs> That's yeah. one thing I, I do admire about you guys. You pay for speed. I mean, you, you pay to learn and uh, you pay to learn to the, the fast approach, which is really, really smart. I mean, I do the exact same thing uh, with people as well, which is uh, which is great. So real quick about your partnership, what is your role Corey in the partnership? And then Nathan, what's your role? So
2: before, I'll tell you before, before before it was, I was over marketing and dispositions. Nate was over acquisitions and we've like gone back and forth, rotated between all the roles like multiple times now. But most recently it was, he was over uh, acquisitions. I was over dispositions and marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then more recently, and you can kind of go into what we did more recently.
0: Yeah. So more recently, like we have a pretty good hold of the business now. And I basically was doing our acquisitions for the company, but we hired someone to replace me Mm -hmm. and he's really good. So I've kind of gone fully into, uh, like kind of like our coaching slash like content and just building a presence of like helping beginners, right. Helping people Mm -hmm. that are brand new to where we were. Cause, um, I think, Like from what I've seen from a lot of coaching, it's just like a bunch of educational videos, which are great, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the beginners really need a lot of handholding, you know, and, and, and in the beginning, uh, that's really hard for every people to do is give them that handholding, but I want to kind of provide that. So that's kind of like what we're doing is like, Hey, let me kind of show you and you can, you know, JV with our company, you can leverage our business. We can help you dispo your deals. Kind of like you can partner with us, right? Um, So that's kind of what I'm over right now. That's where the podcast is coming. I have a Facebook group, Sean. I don't know if you know about it, but all this stuff I've learned from your mastermind. I mean, this is all things. It's it's, it's about the more people you can help, the more your reach is, the more deals you can do too. Like we've done several more JP deals, deals from my Facebook group. I like... Just started a couple, maybe six, seven months ago. Now it's got almost 16, 1,700 people in it. It's just growing slowly, and we've helped several people JV deals. So that's what I do. I'm just growing our presence. And Corey was running the whole business.
1: Yep, I run the whole business now. Yeah. Well, that's amazing because you you basically now has set up you know two separate businesses, right? So you have uh, an education yep. business and you have your real estate business now, and you've got that. Which I personally I I think it's great because, you know, you're making an impact in someone's life, right? The content that you share is making an impact in someone's life. Um, And you're being able to help people and and help them, you know, go from where they are to where they want to be and be able to close that gap. You know, it's interesting. I, you know, um, you know, I've I've been fortunate if I, you know, taught, you know, you know, for coaching, i uh, taught Nick Perry and Carlos Reyes and, you know, a, a whole slew of people that have been part of the industry. Um, and now they have went on and they have massive followings and they've uh, impacted, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of people. And it's such a, it's, it's a great thing to make happen. So I, I think it's awesome. And it's incredibly lucrative too, you know, which is, which is great. So it's another revenue stream, which is uh, phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and and that's you're the that's why you're the Godfather. You know, you show us the way.
1: Yeah, hold on a sec. We lost sound. Oh, he has. He's got to hear that. Okay, yeah. go ahead and say that again because we just lost sound. A quick, go ahead and say that again. Can, can you
0: hear me? Can yeah. You hear go me? ahead. Shoot. Yep. I said, I said that's why you're the Godfather because you've shown us all the way, dude.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, I going mean, oh. say Godfather cuz I have more gray hair than than uh than anybody. <laughs> See, I don't grow a beard cuz yeah. if I grew a beard my my whole beard would be gray. <laughs> that would be bad. All right. So, uh so, yeah, no, so it, it's what's that? go ahead. It's been,
0: I was just saying it's been fun. It's been a fun journey. Yeah, it's been amazing.
1: All right, cool. Love that. All right, so let's get let's kind of break down this $208,000 month. Let's give the listeners um some really good content that they can take away and they can go uh use it to make money. So, let's start of the 208,000. So, so give us an idea of the, where the money came from, meaning, um, we'll talk about, you know, cause I know you guys do, um, wholetail. I know you guys do wholesale deals. Uh, you knew you, you do JV deals, right? So what did that, lo- you know, kind of explain what that looked like?
0: Well, yeah. And I actually did a breakdown. So Sean, for, uh, what, with the content that I'm putting out, like I actually break down what we do in our business and like PDFs and videos, just like, you know, anybody, anybody would, right. Let's just yep. try to give it out. I know exactly where it's coming from. So um, it, it pretty much broke down into four different ways, how we got that money. So we, every deal that comes to our business, we analyze with the deal calculator that uh, we have, like what is the best exit strategy? Do we keep it? Do we fix and flip it? Do we burr it? Do we uh wholesale it wholesale it? So every deal we get, we we do that. So out of the nine deals, six of them qualified for wholesale deals. They were in other states we did not feel like we wanted to keep or uh, wanted to take on that, I guess you would say, the risk of this property. So six yep. of them uh, we wholesaled. And those were in Texas, um, Florida, and uh, Colorado, those deals. That's where we're getting a lot of deals right now. Okay.
1: Okay, so first off, so um, the 208 comprised of nine properties. Yeah. Right. So out of the nine, six of them were wholesale. And then the other three, the other three were what?
0: So the other one was we had filed an uh, affidavit memorandum, memorandum contract on a property in Vegas that we were going to buy and flip. But this it was we kind of got scammed. The lady, her husband had died and -hmm. she was like, oh, it has to go through probate. But uh, send me i'm really struggling my husband's died send me some money now and um mm. you know to help me out so we're like okay we'll send you we we were really feeling good at that time we we had a big deal close we're like okay this is a big <laughs> one too we don't want to lose out so we sent her 2500 bucks turned out that she knew that she couldn't sell it because that her husband that died had left it to her family um right. <laughs> his brothers and sisters so we had filed a uh, an affidavit memorandum when we stopped talking to her hearing from her and then we found out that the family was trying to sell it um uh like later and we actually had contacted the family before they sold it to someone else and we said hey you're his wife uh your brother's wife scammed us out of 2500 can we get that back and they're like no and we're like well we'll buy it we're still interested it and we filed an um, a memorandum contract on it, like we'll mm-hmm. buy it from you guys. And they're like, no, we're not selling. And then we found out like five days later from a title company that the yes, they were selling. They were just trying to get rid of us, right? So mm. they Open Door actually bought it, and we're like, yeah, well, 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 we're gonna let it go if you recoup our costs that we lost on sending people out there and the money. So they were like, okay, fine. So one of the deals was. $4,500 from them, uh, you know, paying us to release Pay and our them that
1: off. Yeah. Perfect. So okay. that was, so, one. That was a one. Yeah. So that, 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 those are exciting. I love memorandums. Like we, we oh had my. one, we went we had one come do a couple days ago. It was great. <laughs>
0: You know, it's they're interesting because you don't know, at least from our experience, you don't know if they'll work. Right. Because like in in Alabama, we had one that we had done all by the board. We put the earnest money, everything, and it just didn't work like uh, they just Someone went
2: bought it. it. Another title company closed it. Closed right around. It. Like,
1: yeah, yep. I've had that happen, too. Um. OK, so let's let's talk about the Um. so you had that one and you had two others. And what were those two? So-
0: one was a flip that um, we did with a local investor out here. Uh, we had nice. made an offer on, uh, like, um, we had made, I don't know if you've heard of sunday.com. Yeah, of absolutely. Sunday. Yep. Of course. We make offers on, we make offers on their properties, whether we're going to wholesale them or buy them. And we got it. And we, uh, instead of just wholesaling it, we we decided to part, partner with a, a flipper in our network here. And we just said, Hey man, we found a deal. Do you want to split this deal? 50, 50. We'll we brought the deal and we'll bring half of the earnest money deposit that's needed for the hard money. So 15% half of that. And you take care of the whole flip. Like we don't have to think about it. And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll do it. So we did that one and we split the profit with him and didn't have to even really worry about that deal. So that's where that one came from. Just beautiful. That's pretty much. That's a
1: brilliant idea. I, I love doing that where you don't have to, you don't have to deal. You don't have to check in on the property. You don't have to meet the contractors. You don't have to pick out tile. You just let them do yeah. the best with what they're going to do. And you can just bring the property. Great, great job. And the last one. And the
0: reason, we, the reason why we did that, just to kind of go a little deeper, is it had a major plumbing problem. And we don't know anything about plumbing. So we're like, right. hey, you, you got this. So um, that Very one, smart. and then the last one was uh, a wholesale deal, which we were we made 86 K on and, um, yeah, it was awesome. So we originally were going to wholesale it and all the offers were coming in super low. And we're like, man, this is a hot area. I think everybody's just trying to like give us, you know, stiff us on like, you know, the, the details of the house being kind of crappy and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so we are like, we're taking this thing down. So we took it, we bought it, listed it as is after just cleaning it out Mm -hmm. and, uh, ended up, you know, getting above asking price for the the house
1: on the mls nice good job on that 86k one deal <laughs> so what would have been the spread so what would have been the spread if you would have taken the low ball offer um
0: probably like 30 40 which is still great right but 40. Uh, we, we know we could make way more and this one was funky because it had a solar lean on it Mm-hmm. And the, the seller was not willing to wait till the, the lien got removed in bankruptcy because her mom died. So right. she's like, I need the money now. So we were like, okay, we'll take on the, the solar lien and, and wait till it gets removed. And then after we bought it like a month after, uh, it, it, the, the the attorney that the they were using got it removed. Got it at least released. So, so that enabled us to make way more. Perfect.
2: Really okay. We bought it at a price knowing that we would still make money even if we had to pay off the solar lane. Perfect. So we're, yeah, we're trying to be safe in that regard. That was a crazy deal. Crazy deal. It's
1: it's like, it's, well, you know, I was telling my team uh, when we were in our meeting the other day and I'm like, you know, right now we're in a weird time of the market because we're in a seller's market. There's lowest inventory ever. You know, sellers know we're in a seller's market. You know, all they got to do is stick their house on the MLS and they can sell it. So the people that are actually calling us right now from our marketing are the whack jobs, right? I mean, they're 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 the ones that are just there's the the problem. There's a problem property. There's title issues. A problem. There, there's something. <laughs> there's something massively. I mean, we I just before I came on here, I was talking to my my acquisition for Gia and and uh, talking to her about a property in California, smoking deal, but she thinks the lady is schizophrenic. You know what I mean? She's just like on and off one you know it's like it's like those are the leads we're getting right now it's gonna get better as 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 the (laughs) equilibrium changes from you know buyers to sellers but right now it's like insane craziness
0: dude you wouldn't believe that 86k deal that lady she was i think she was literally crazy like you know at the title (laughs) company she was so kind and nice like nothing happens but when you when she got behind that text and keyboard she was fear, She was a feisty like lady. A like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she was like bipolar, right? Yeah, like yeah, she, she had was. some
0: courage behind that keyboard. Like <laughs> even on the phone, she would
2: be yelling at us, crying on the phone. Oh,
0: she 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 said that because she was on the phone with her acquisitions guy, she said
1: that she got in a wreck because he was. Yeah, she pretended being, to be in a car wreck. She it was bad. Wow. Okay. So two hundred eight thousand. What does your team look like right now? All right, Corey, you can you can so we have one
2: acquisition guy. We have and is he local? Is he manager. virtual? He's local. He's local. And then we have two two lead managers. Um, they're not local, they're virtual. They okay. both live in Colombia, but right. they're American. So expatriates. Uh, yeah, expatriates that is found nice. on Facebook. And they're doing really well. They crush the phones, they work hard. Um, and then we have a junior dispo guy and a dispo guy,
0: and then no, me. You didn't. You I didn't I say works. Sean, Corey. Uh,
2: Sean's. Yeah, I guess Sean. Uh, Sean works in both businesses, technically, right? He works with you, and then he manages our lead managers.
1: But yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so so tell tell me how the flow how the flow comes in. Um, so your leads come primarily from, I think Google AdWords is, is that your primary source right now or, or is there direct mail or what? Yeah, we get
2: a little bit from Google ads from
1: online stuff,
2: but then we mostly get cold calling, texting and postcards. Okay. Those are our main sources right now. Really? It's honestly about an equal mix of cold calling and texting and then direct mail a little bit less than that.
1: Okay. So cold calling and texting. in your cold callers, are they, is that like an outsourced company or is that like yeah. in house? Okay. So we outsourced um, to a company out of
2: Egypt. I don't even know the name. It's mm-hmm. the same one uh, Lee from our mastermind
1: uses. Yep. Lee Dotson. Yep. Yeah. Lee Dotson.
0: So we've tried so many times through our four years, yeah. Sean, to build our own cold calling teams <laughs> we just have not been successful it's hard, it's hard to yeah. want to
2: manage something like that so i, I find it easier just to outsource it yeah and then our texting team is out of the philippines there's only two texters and that's i i manage them but the i have like a manager over there and she manages it like super well i just got lucky and found you know the right va she does a really good job and then i right. do the postcards and obviously, in Google ads and stuff.
1: Right. Okay. So you got texting, you've got cold calling, some postcards and some Google AdWords is bringing the majority of those leads, right? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so how many leads would you say would you, would you get on average in a month?
2: So we're getting like 30 a day right now, 30 nice. a weekday. Mm-hmm. So that's like 600 a month, I guess.
1: So, six, so about 600 leads a month. Okay. That's pretty good. And what's your would you say like your average cost per lead?
2: Let me look real quick. I think we're like right around 40, 50 bucks. Okay. But I can double check.
0: And not to mention Sean, but we've also shout out to Brandon Simmons, your guy. He's helped us out a ton. When we first went to your um mastermind before we started, we were kind of in trouble. We had done all that PPC that we told you about, and we were crushed in debt when crushed in debt for us was like 50 K. We were like, Oh my gosh.
3: Yeah. Which is a lot.
0: (laughs) that is a it is a lot but he's also taught us not a lot not a, only to market and paid but to do organic marketing like to always be networking to, to JV to make offers on the MLS to, so we we do that a ton too we we do a ton of uh like prospecting
1: yeah that's how you get that Sunday deal
0: yeah, exactly. You know, you're not going to get anything without making offers. So that's been something huge. Corey Boatwright also helped us. We make tons and tons of offers. Corey, don't we make an offer to literally everyone that hits their CRM? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. Everyone gets an offer. Um, yeah. Can, even if it's not, even if it's unqualified, everyone gets an offer.
1: Cool. Yeah. Okay.
2: So you got cost so per lead around 40. Lead is, uh, it's like 47 bucks a lead right okay. now.
1: That's great. 47 bucks. Um, and, um, and what's your, what's your leads per deal? Would you say?
2: Uh, we're right around, uh, like a hundred still.
1: Yep. Yep. That's pretty so good.
2: We're,
1: yeah. We're right around. Which
2: I think
0: it, that's just how it is when you go the other route, you know, the route of, uh, cold calling, texting, it just takes more.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to take more because you have um, you know, cold calling, it's cold, right? So you're going to you're going to bring a lot of leads in and you have to nurture them over over their time. Um, okay, so so you made a really really good point. So everybody that comes in your CRM that's talking to your lead managers whether they're qualified or not, they get some sort of offer.
2: Yeah, so if it's like not someone who's ready to be like Good acquisitions. Mm-hmm. We make them like a, a prelim offer. So they have kind of a number. So they know mm-hmm. like about where we'll be at. And then we f- keep following up and we just follow up with them. Um, and then stuff that is like ready, I guess, kind of ready to make a decision or there's some motivation there,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, they pass them to the acquisition, set up an appointment, he calls and, you know, makes them an offer. And then, you know, whether they accept it or not, then we do a lot of follow-up. So
1: so, your, an offer and up. so question your, um, your, what's your, what's your offer look like? Is it written offer with an expiration date? Um, or is it a verbal over the phone ballpark type of thing?
2: So with acquisition with lead managers, like the preliminary offer, we call it a preliminary offer. Okay. So they get a uh, text and an email, not like a contract or anything but like a text and an email. So it is in like written form so they can refer back to it. Then opportunities, like they all get written contracts. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So I don't, I don't know if we, I got to talk to the acquisitions guy. I don't know how much he does like the, has it expire or not expire? Yep. I know I've told him to have some expire. I mean, it's kind of up to his discretion whether he has them expire or not. Mm -hmm. I think he kind of, most of the time, I think he pushes them to, uh, have an expiration to kind of push them to, you know, yeah. at least give us a yes or no. I,
1: I think me, I mean, if it was me, I I would I would put the preliminaries. I put an expiration in bold, you know, this offer expires on so and so date at this time, you know. Um yeah. I, I I mean that that creates a little bit of urgency. And I'd have a little clock inside the email that would tick down. <laughs> That'd be pretty Solid cool, wouldn't it? That's
0: the yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. So, if it expires, it could say, hey, at, at beyond this point, reach out for you know additional offer or another offer or whatever.
1: Yeah, so or an updated, it, updated pricing because okay, the market's yeah. moving so quick. Perfect.
2: But yeah. exactly. Thing we are about one thing we just started doing is um printing off like a written offer to send, and that has like a, an offer deadline on it. So we send that in the mail. To, show, like, them, offer. show them. The offer. Envelope, Corey. It's in the other room. I'd have to go grab
0: it. Okay, never mind. But it's got kind of like our logo on it. it looks
2: yeah, it's got our logo. looks professional. So, like, any opportunities where we're like, hey, we want to, this person to remember us, we send them an actual written offer in the mail.
1: Oh, okay. You actually so you it print, it, like you print it out, stick it in an envelope, yeah, and mail it. it
2: out? So we print it out. It's got, like, a, a pretty, I'll like, go, kind of... I'll we'll like get it. Update. I'll get it. And then we send it with a contract and it has an expiration on it. So Nate will grab one. He's got it. It's in Jake's drawer. So yeah, we Um, started doing that. We'll see how that works. I bought like, you know, a couple hundred envelopes. We'll give it a shot.
1: (laughs) So you got a guy stuffing envelopes in the room. Okay. So uh, Corey, please tell me. So when, when it comes to your offers, you have your lead managers that are, emailing out the offers preliminary offers to the sellers something like that ex- explain oh something like that oh that's cool <laughs> so you just mail those out huh yeah so we put a, we put a contract
2: and we put like kind of like a cover, a nice looking cover nice letter offer with like the price and the deadline and all that and then send it to them that's awesome
1: Cool. All right. So, so, uh, so Corey, tell me about your, you got two lead managers. They're in Columbia Patriots, which is awesome because I'm a a prior U S Marine. So I love that. Um, so these guys tell me how they're making offers because right now, currently we're in the lowest inventory, you know, that, that we could possibly be in. I mean, the inventory is low all across the country. Um, so, so how are they making, are they looking at sold properties and then taking the lowest of the low solds? Are they looking at pending properties and seeing how fast they're pending in, in the neighborhood? how are, how did you teach them or train them to actually make legitimate offers?
2: So with the, with the lead managers, they're making offers to people who are really, they're typically people who are not going to take a cash offer. So if it's someone who's like their property needs work or there's any sign of motivation, Mm -hmm. the lead manager doesn't make an offer. They pass that to the um, acquisition guys. So with the lead managers, we don't want them spending a ton of time like doing research. So they do a quick, you know, Zillow Redfin check and then do like 70 to 85% depending on the market of that. And then we give that, we give those, those like leads that are unqualified essentially like whether Mm -hmm. it's like a retail or the property doesn't need much work or there's really like zero motivation or you know timelines way off we just kind of give them a a base number that Mm -hmm. way they have something from us to I guess my thought was it makes it seem more legit right if we give them an actual number versus not give them a number so right. if anything happens, they can come back to us. So it's really more of like a quick thing. We don't want them spending a bunch of time researching, but they do look at Redfin. They look at some Redfin comps and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, then base, base an offer off that.
1: Okay. So, uh, so they'll take Redfin, they'll take Zillow, kind of do an average of it, and they're going to send an email of roughly 70%. Of that value and is that is that a hard number offer or is that a ballpark number meaning is it you know 280 to 295 you know and we're going to be in that range once we find out more details yeah we do a range so we do like typically
2: like 70 to 80 percent and give them give them somewhere in that range
0: we're basically following the model we're basically following the model of Open Door. You want an offer from, because we've sold, we've tried to sell a lot of deals to Open Door and they give you a giant range and you're like, oh, I'm excited about the higher range. And then they go see your house and then they freaking lowball you. Yeah, and then you're 20,000
1: so- under the low range. <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. And that's what's happened to us. So, but people like Open Door, right? Because they feel like, okay, I'm dealing, this is credible, this feels professional. And my theory on making offers to everyone, even if they don't answer is Sean, you, you know, we, on PPC, they don't just fill out one form. They usually fill out 10, right? Right. And then they have 10 people trying to call. They got the 10 people trying to call. And what we used to do is we used to just call, call, they wouldn't answer. And I would send a text saying, Hey, can I get on the phone with you? So I can ask some questions about your property. And these people are just getting blasted by people just trying to get on the phone. They don't want to talk anymore. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. they just want an offer. So as soon as we started doing, just freaking give them an offer. Let's get them on the phone, show them we're legit. Our contact rate went up. Um, it's people. We're just more credible,
1: right? And are you seeing? Are you seeing? So let let's say theoretically, you you email out a hundred offers. Um, are you seeing people respond back via email saying, "I'm interested," or are they calling in as an inbound call? How are they? reaching back to you, what does that look like?
2: They typically email back or text back. Okay. Once in a while we get a call, but mostly it's a, it's a response to either the email that we sent out or the text that we sent out.
1: So you'll put in the email somewhere saying, if you're interested in the offer and you'd like to discuss further, please email me back or you can shoot a text or you can call us.
2: Yeah. I said, call or text this number or emails back.
1: That's great. That's great. That that now. That You can take that to the bank right there. You can take that to the bank for everybody who's pulling in leads right now that are talking to sellers. They really don't know if the leads qualified or unqualified, but you actually get them a number. You never know what they're, what, what they're thinking, um, who else they're talking to, what else is going on in their their life right now, where they are in the in the, you know, I call it the seller decision timeline. And in that timeline, you know, you might get them to where, you know, you, you send out an email, you know, three weeks earlier, and then now they're ready, and they email back or text and say, "Okay, you know, f- fine, I'm going to take it," and uh, and now you get yourself a deal. So, out of a hundred, would you say you get one percent? So you'll, you'll get one out of a hundred that comes back that that could potentially turn into a deal. Is it three percent, five percent? Do you have any idea? You might not have those numbers, but
2: we'd probably get we probably get for every hundred we probably get like ten to fifteen responses. And probably yeah, like one or two that are interested in that's great moving forward. That's Most huge. of them are like no, it's low, no, it's too low.
0: And Corey's even set up um, through the email not only to call or text, but if they are interested in the offer, they can click on and it will at go to a Calendly invite or link for uh, acquisitions yeah. guy, which is great. So they can just set up an appointment to do Zoom call right there.
2: Yeah, they can call, text, email, set up set up an appointment, whichever they feel comfortable with.
1: Nice. Nice, okay, so so these nine properties, um what was the source of those were those offers were those were those do you know the source of the marketing for those for of the nine of the wholesale?
2: Yes, yeah, so we got a couple from texting, I think two from texting, um, two from cold calling, one was Sunday, and then the mm-hmm. rest were online.
1: okay. Cool.
2: Actually, there's probably a couple. Of, there's probably I think there's actually a JV in there too,
1: and then the BV. rest were online. Okay, so online PPC. So okay, cool. in
2: a Variety. Actually, I take that back. One was also from postcards.
1: Okay, pretty so they, they pretty much just came from they they came from all different sources. Now, yeah. with your postcards, are you mailing in Utah?
2: A little bit but we actually mail to like smaller markets, kind of like what you taught us. Mm -hmm. So we mail to um, Idaho Falls. We mail to, which is a town of like a hundred thousand people. We mail to Reno, Nevada, which is, you know, a little smaller, not unknown, but not huge either. Mm -hmm. We mail to Columbia, South Carolina, um, Huntsville, Alabama, Um, a couple parts in Florida, like not in Tampa, but outside of Tampa.
1: Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Yeah, Florida's hot right now. Which is yeah. crazy.
0: I wouldn't say like that's one thing we've struggled with is marketing because um, we have never liked to spend a ton of money. And it just seems like the the monster, the guys that crush it in this industry, they're dropping like 100, 200, 300,000 a month. You know, we just have never gotten there yet. But uh, yeah, but we're spending like close
2: like to 30 right now. And those, but those small markets, mailing those, like we've never really had any success with mail, but mailing those smaller markets. We've gotten mm-hmm. a lot more calls back, like a way bigger response rate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mail here in Utah, it's good luck. Yeah, like, send eight thousand. Yeah, you might not even get a call with eight thousand
1: postcards, or you know. Yeah, same in Phoenix. I mean, if you send ten thousand mailers, you're not even gonna. You're you're maybe gonna get two calls, and they're just gonna say, "Take me off your list." You know what I mean? So, and then people get <laughs> discouraged because you're like, "I want I I spent ten thousand, I did ten thousand mailers, and it's not working." Right? It's just right. I, it's just the dynamic of the beast, you know, or a beginner 10,000. Yeah, 10,000 is a lot. I mean, um, and
0: that still um, hurts us. We're like 10, oh man.
1: Yeah, so yeah. last month I
2: sent out 25,000 mailers, and I think we got, I could check how many leads we got. Just give me a sec,
0: Corey. Uh, we, by the way, Sean, we use uh Salesforce. Uh, I know you have uh, what is it? Uh, freedom RI logic, Logitech? yep. Yeah, logic, that's, logic, that's good yep. too. We used to use, we used to use that um, a variation of that. So, CRM's yeah, sales good, but-
1: Salesforce is uh Salesforce is a good platform. I mean, you can customize it pretty much. It's a great, great little CRM. You know, for someone you know, that has the the wherewithal to kind of put that together, you know. So, of course, had to go to college for that thing again. Yeah, honestly, it's
0: been a nightmare.
2: But <laughs> it know, does it- what we
1: want now. Yeah. Everyone I talked to that's tackled Salesforce has has come out, you know, they they spend a lot of time on it. It does. It was brain damage, but they got it to a point where they can handle it. (laughs) I had a meeting with a guy last week. He asked me if I would recommend
2: it. And I like I really didn't know how to answer that. I was like, I don't know if I can recommend this to you because it's it's such a pain that I I honestly don't know if it's worth it. Once it's set up, it's worth it. But like it's been it's been a battle.
1: Yeah, well, last
2: month we had sixty leads from postcards, which is probably more than we've gotten in the last like four years. Wow! Combined from all the postcards we did. Nice. How um, many postcards did you do, Corey?
0: Twenty-five thousand or 2, twenty-five hundred? Twenty-five thousand. Twenty-five
2: thousand.
0: So that's even a low response rate too.
1: Yeah. Well, I are, think
2: uh, those are like actual leads. Not. Oh, just- those are
1: actual leads. Yeah. Okay. So there's responses and leads. Yeah. So those are actual actual leads that are coming in. Great. Okay, That's so great so leads come in, your two lead managers. Are they working nine to five? Are they working odd hours? Are they working 24-7? What's the deal? So they work nine to five right now. In, uh-huh. And that is Utah time, Mountain Standard time? Actually, Eastern time.
0: So, Corey, so work- you got to tell them about our struggle. What's
2: of our stuff is on the East Coast, like Florida – like Alabama, Texas. So East and central time. Yep. So yeah, they work, um, yeah, Eastern time.
1: Okay. So nine to five Eastern time, they take inbound calls, they're making their offers and, and, and they schedule an appointment with someone that's motivated. And then what's that gap in appointment time? So if, if, if I, if somebody lead calls in right now, you know, are they scheduling appointment within minutes, within hours, within days? What's that look like?
2: Like immediately,
1: we try to do immediately, okay. unless he's on a call. Or yeah, I mean, we
2: do immediately unless he's on a call, and then it's okay. Let me have him call you in like a half hour, or you know, if the seller wants a call back at a later time, mm-hmm. then we put it when they want it. But if they don't care, we do it immediately.
1: And to set up that appointment, do they go into a calendarly and then they set the appointment form that automatically goes, or how does that was that transition look like?
2: That's just all in the CRM. So you just do it in Salesforce. So, so you set up a Salesforce. appointment. Yeah.
1: Okay. And it, so gets, it, makes on
2: an the, appointment. it gets on the calendar, and then they send them a link to the in Slack to the to the opportunity.
1: Got it. So then he sees that opportunity and the your acquisition guy gets on and what has been the best process for him to actually get the contract? Is it been he, he talks about, is he using a underwriter? Let me talk to the underwriter. Let me get back to you. Is it where here's my number, you know, and he, here's how it works or, you know, what, what, what do you think is working so, best for him?
2: Yeah. So what the kind of the sales process he goes through is he gets on the phone, you know, talks about motivation timeline, that stuff kind of digs a little deeper into that. Yep. And then we use the underwriter thing that kind of you do that you taught us. You
0: taught Mm -hmm. us that too, Sean. Yeah. He (laughs) he uses the underwriter.
2: Um, So yeah, after he talks, he kind of gives him a range, right? And then he's like, but I need to verify with my underwriter. We'll Mm -hmm. probably be in this range. Gets off the phone, um, calls back like 10 minutes later you know, th- tells them, I think we can get this approved. If we can get that approved, is that something that you're ready to move forward with today? And then um, they say yes or no. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, well, let me talk to my underwriter. And then we like present, then we get like a formal offer ready and present them mm-hmm. a formal offer.
1: Got it. Now so is it's kind he... Of the problem. That's a great process. So is is he presenting the offer to the seller while the seller's on the phone in front of their computer? Or is he getting an agreement uh, or a meeting of the minds with the seller and then actually sending the offer and then waiting for it to get signed?
2: So what he does, what he's supposed to do is he's supposed to, you know, get the offer ready, then call the seller when it's in front of them and present it, go through it. Um, he does that and then other times he doesn't do that, but our process is to, um, yeah, present it to the seller while they're looking at it.
1: Yeah. And I can't emphasize anybody listening that that is probably the most successful way to get a commitment and get someone on the phone and get the contract signed right there because it. It brings the seller to a decision point right there where they're actually going to sign the contract, number one. And if they are hesitant on signing the contract, then there becomes an objection, and now you can overcome the objection. And if you don't bring them to that decision point and you just send them an email or send them the actual offer, then they have the ability to open it, look at the price, close it, and then blow it off. And we know, especially now in this time at day and age, is that sellers are, you know, you know, more difficult in this, you know, in this. So, you know, they're, they tend to procrastinate. They don't want get, want to make a decision. So our, our job is to influence them in a positive way to do business with us. Right. And the only way we can get to that actual point of decision is get them in front of a computer where they actually can click the button and sign the contract. So I think that for us, you know, it it's really, really important. Our close rates go way through the roof, when they actually have them in front of the computer versus just sending out that, uh, sending out that contract. So yeah, I think that's uh, awesome. Just sending it out
2: definitely does not work.
1: Yeah. I mean, 90% of
2: the time if you just send it, they're not going to sign it. You're going to have to follow up and then hope you get them back on half the time. You can't get them back on the phone if you just send it to, so.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's, they, they sellers have no loyalty to you. Even if you're the nicest guy, build the greatest rapport, they'll they'll tell you what you want to hear. They'll get your offer and then they'll
1: call the next guy and say, "Hey, this guy just offered me two twenty. Can you beat it?" it it's you know? true. Actually, we had uh, Renee, one of our sales reps on a property in Long Beach, California, had an investor in the house, had her on the phone, got the offer from her, put the phone down, tell told him to match the offer, and then wrote up the contract while she's still on the phone with the other guy and said, yeah, sorry, thanks, I I, I just signed with him. <laughs> she was Can devastated. She's like, That's brutal," and she spent it, like 30 it. minutes it, it, building rapport with a guy out the window. <laughs> yeah, you know, rapport
0: is great, but in the end, so who can get the deal done?
1: Yeah. Who Who's can the close the deal and get it done. Okay. So now you have a contract it's signed. Let's go to disposition. You have a, you have a junior and then you have a senior. What's the role of the junior? What do they do?
2: So junior's role is to send out the marketing for the deal and respond to all the texts and call realtors, basically set up showings. Is there, I guess their main role. So they work on getting the property out there, Mm -hmm. getting as many showings as possible. And then after that, it goes to the senior dispo guy. He kind of negotiates. I mean, it's pretty much how yours is set up. Sure. He negotiates and closes the deal.
1: Okay. So, so when the junior acquisition sets an appointment, with a agent slash buyer to go in the property, how is that positioned with the buyer and with the seller? How are you positioning that? Or how is your guy positioning it?
2: So hope, hopefully it's vacant, right? We love it when it's vacant, but <laughs> hopefully. it's not vacant. Yeah, if it's vacant, you know, we, got, we, we try to get a lockbox on it. And, you know, we send as many people as we can. If it's not vacant, we set up you know, a showing to have three to four people go in at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yeah. I mean, we, we essentially tell the seller like, Hey, these are, we're gonna have a couple of our partners walk through uh, maybe a contractor just to, you know, kind of get a, yeah. Kind of get, get a better idea of the deal. Make sure, you know, everything looks good. Everything checks out, you know, it should only take 15 to 20 minutes and then we'll be out of your hair. And then we tell the buyers, you know, just walk the property and then give me a call after um, to, to talk about price and, and closing dates and all that stuff. You know, we just kind of set up both sides to, you know, make sure they're not talking about price or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, any new agents or new buyers, we, you know, tell them what wholesaling is, how it works, kind of the process. So yep. they know not to talk to the seller.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we do it. I think um, what, what we've implemented in the past probably 60 days is where we do conditional offers to our sellers. So we'll say, Hey, we have a conditional offer uh, for you and that we have three conditions and then I'll give you the offer. If you can agree these, can, these conditions, then we can give you a, an offer at, at, at this price. But the conditions are number one, you know we need to get pictures. So if you, can you agree, Mister Seller, if you can get us some pictures of the property? Yes. Um, we you know the second condition is that we need to get eyeballs on the property, and we'd like to be able to um, schedule time with you where we can have someone go uh, look at the property, either contractors or agents or or whatever it might be to come look at the property. If you if you agree to that, that'd be great. And the third thing is you got to be responsive to our our title companies that need to get information so we can get the closing done in a in a you know expedited time frame. So so if you can agree to those conditions, then I have an offer for you know four hundred and twenty thousand, you know, and then we can move forward. So we actually have them uh, sign off on a, a conditional approval, and it's actually been working really well. So, interesting. That's a good idea
2: because uh, yeah, pictures are like the most important part. You can't sell the deal without pictures. Yep. Like no one's interested in the deal
0: without pictures. Yeah, and even if you could sell it without pictures, you're not going to get as much money you're not going to get as high of an offer.
1: Now, have you tried Matterports or professional photos, or is it you rely, I mean, we rely mostly on the sellers unless we just can't get pictures.
2: We thought about Matterport. It's just...
1: 500 bucks. Well,
2: before before we we were locking up a lot of stuff we couldn't sell. Now we yeah. might reconsider it because we're locking stuff up at better prices that we're typically able to sell now. Mm-hmm. So we might consider something like that. Um, I actually had a a guy I know. He's a, like a developer. He made like a little app that we're gonna start using.
3: Hmm.
2: That it sends them a link. They open it up, and they can take all the pit the seller. This is for the seller. Mm-hmm. They can take all the pictures, and it automatically uploads to uh, like a database. Right, and then we can grab the pictures rather than nice. them having to figure out how to send it or create a google link or text them you know because if they text them they usually send like five or six pictures right it's like we want more pictures than that so um yeah we're working on that that should that's pretty much done so we're going to give that a shot we've we've paid for photos from like to have an agent go take photos Mm
3: -hmm.
2: a few times um but yeah mainly it's the seller We're, we're leaving it up to the seller
1: Okay. So now your uh so so your main way to dispo has been through agents, getting people into to see the property and especially these other markets. Um so that's been your main way of dispoing. Have you have you done other methods that's worked well that that uh that maybe we don't know of
2: once in a while we J V if we can't find our own buyer. Mm-hmm. So we're not afraid to let Someone else give it a shot, like a local guy, they might have you know some other connections that we don't have because I mean, we're reaching out to most of these people. If it's a new area, we're reaching out to them cold, so we don't always get the best response rate. Mm-hmm. Um, or like I mean, we're, we're using skip trace lists, so we don't know if the phone numbers always work. Um, you know, there's a variety of factors that, have, that go into that, but right? Um, we JV some. Um, but it's pretty much what we do. We call, we send out, we send it out to the cash buyers. We send it out to the flipper agents from um, REI Automator, mm-hmm. and then we'll call agents from Realtor.com. And then if we can't sell it, still we'll start reaching out to other wholesalers.
1: Okay, awesome. So that's your that's your whole that's business. Pretty much now- all
2: we all do.
1: All that. So, so now
2: um, we, do this, put it on, uh, we do put it on Facebook. Yeah. We put them on Facebook and Facebook groups trying to, you know, see if there's any, any buyers that are on there and we do find buyers on there one while. So yeah, that, that actually works. Facebook
1: works. Yeah. All right. So this $208,000 month, what was say your top three biggest struggles to get get certain properties through the finish line? What what would it like, say, three of the biggest struggles that you had to go through to get whatever property through to the finish line? And then let's talk through that, how you overcame that that, that, that problem. Um, number one issue is probably title
2: companies. Mm. Title companies or title problems, just title in general, like... Mm-hmm. With one of the deals we're dealing with, like HOA and title. Yeah, we did
0: one in Boca Raton, and I think we had to, we could have closed like probably it's within like January. The, it's close, yeah, it's close, it's close in January, but you know, the HOA apparently had to approve the buyer that was buying it, and it just, you know, no one really knew what they were doing, especially title. And then another
2: deal, like Nate, we mentioned earlier, had a solar lien on it. Um, so we had to work through that. Um, because the solar lien was 47k. So without the solar lien, we would have made, you know, cut our deal in half, a little over half. So wow.
0: And the other one that wow. we had with the buyer, remember I told you we split the deal 50-50 with uh the flipper. Yeah. That went under contract about four times with uh traditional buyers with traditional financing, and it fell through four times. And uh, it's because you know they'd go. Uh, we didn't completely flip it. We fixed the flump, uh, the plumbing problem in the bathroom and the rest mm-hmm. we just left uh, as is. Cause that's, you know, you don't really need to spiff stuff up too much around here to right. sell it. <laughs> it, did, it fell through four times and, you know, we put it out there at 319. So we had an asking price at 319. They backed out. I think someone wanted like 321. We tried it. They backed out. So we were getting kind of discouraged. And then someone came in at 335 when our list price was 319, and we were like, Yeah, let's even if it doesn't work out, it's already fallen through so many times. Let's try it. And right. they they went through and they were like ready to go, but it only appraised for 329 or, or 327. So right. it kind of sucks because they were willing to pay that much, but because they didn't get uh, it didn't appraise that high, they didn't have the money uh to go three thirty-five. But we still got seven K more by waiting an extra month. With all those other deals that fell through. So it actually worked in our benefits. We made more money. Wow. Go that's that's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: So, um, Definitely the specific- biggest issue is title issues. Title issues. Yeah. So, so HOA, so that HOA, how did you overcome that HOA? So the HOA had to approve. Now it, it, you know for people doing this and you might be listening and and there's there's um, people listening that's done a ton of deals there's people listening that has done you haven't done any deals the, you know to be able to navigate title issues you know HOA sellers that ghost you issues and stuff like that um you know that 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 is primary i mean that's where i think I spend most of my team, most of the time with my team is answering quite, and, and figuring out solutions to to overcome problems. So yeah. you know, so for ty- so for you know that HOA or that that um that you know uh the solar lien on there, what was you know, do you get discouraged, you know, when you're like, oh, here we go again. And it's a solar lien, oh it's this and yeah, oh it's you know um, or you know, it's it's easy. I know I'm like, jeez, is there just a clean deal out there? You know, but it's, yeah, there's honestly, not right now. So
2: yeah, I think we're so used to it. Like every deal has something. It seems like every deal. Yeah.
1: If it doesn't, like they probably wouldn't be selling to us. So um so what's your what's your mentality I mean, it, with your team on that i mean how do you because i'm sure they get discouraged and it has title issues and there's this and there's that you know what do you do to kind of corral them around to, uh okay guys we're gonna get through this and you know embrace it
0: well i'll yeah. answer that Corey is uh, the greatest at not being unshaken any <laughs> if something crazy could happen and it, it doesn't phase him so he is the <laughs> the What do you call that, Corey? Jordan Peterson says that you're temperate, you're, you're, it's very even, like, is that what the word is? It's pretty,
3: right?
2: Yeah. I feel like, I think everything has a solution, right? Yes. Yep. It's just a matter of figuring it out. Most of the time, it just takes a little time and we'll figure it out. So as long as we can like keep in contact with the seller, keep them on board, keep the buyer from, you know, getting frustrated. Um as long as we can keep that open communication, I feel like we can get most of them closed. It just takes some time. So as issues come up, just yeah, just let them know like, hey, it'll be worth it once we get it closed. This is just the way the way this business works. That's why we make a lot of money doing yeah, and
0: it. And I and again, just to kind of go over what I said again about Corey being a great leader, he, he is it's um you just have to be um I guess, positive all the way through. Right. Cause I'm my, my mentality or I guess my uh, personality is like uh, highs and lows, right? Like I'm excited, but sometimes I get really frustrated, but Corey's like right here. So you know, when the guys, when something happens, it's almost like we're, we're ready for it because you know, something could always happen. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not counting our money until it's in the bank.
2: Right. Yeah. That's another thing. Keep your expectations, you know, at bay till, till the money's in the bank.
1: Yeah, I tell my I tell my team and I'm like, listen, the the reason why you have a job is that your job is to be the greatest problem solver on the planet to be with these sellers. If you can solve the biggest problems, we're going to make the biggest, biggest impact and make the biggest paychecks. So I said, so embrace the problems because that's why we get paid what we get paid and embrace. If we didn't have any problems and they just list their property, turn around and sell it, and then they could turn around and close it and they don't need us. You know, so embrace those problems. That's why we have a job. And let's just figure exactly. out that there's always a solution. We will find a way to overcome it. And 99.9% of the time, you know, just like you said, there is a solution. So, yeah, yeah, we've only had the last two years that
2: we've been doing kind of all over the country. We've only had one, maybe two deals we haven't been able to close mm-hmm. for from from title issues. And so, like most of the time, yeah, we close them. It's just a matter of, you know, getting it figured out, right?
0: So persistence. Um, and you know, it's, sorry, Sean, well, I want to say what's really exciting yeah. about what we're learning is, you know, the problem, like you're talking about, the 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 bigger the problem, the more money you'll make. When we first started, we didn't know how to solve the simple problems, like closing within two days, right? Like when we right. first started, if someone's like, "I need you to close in two days," we'd be a little worried, but. uh. You still there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Go ahead. Last uh, yeah, so last video. Keep going.
0: Yeah, but closing within two days was a problem that we didn't think we could solve. But now it's like we can close the today if if we have enough, you know, titles clean. So it's things like that, like, are exciting because it's like, oh, that's not even a problem for us anymore. And right. I'm assuming with more and more time, you can solve more and more problems quicker.
1: Yeah, and and then and what happens is you. What I found is that you have um, you you've seen it before. You know, the the more experience you have, the more timing you're in the business. Guess what? You're gonna run across another title issue. You're gonna run across another, you know, solar lien in the exact same situation. You're gonna run across and next next thing you know, you find out that there's very similar problems and they repeat over and over and over again. And now you've been like, oh, what I already did that. You gotta do this, 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 and this, and you can get it done. So he, here's one for you that's been um, that's been happening um, a, a lot uh, recently. So what do you do when a seller ghosts you? Right, you you have a buyer lined up, you're set to close. It's a you know twenty five thousand dollar deal, and all of a sudden, seller ghosts you. What do you do? Have what what what's that. your method? What what's been working for you?
0: E- easy. We hey, we've been dealing with this one since the beginning of our, our deal, we, you basically flex, you got to flex on them. It's like, Hey, you know what? Look, I know you're there. I've sent you a text. I've sent you an email. I've called you. You're obviously not responding. So we've gone ahead and exercised a right to file, you know, uh, a notice or affidavit, a memorandum, whatever you want to call it, memorandum contract. And we will be there when you go to close. So just, you know, you flex and you say, Hey, like we've done this. We've, we've won many, I guess battles, or you know, through the situation, and we're ready for the situation. And even it referenced the part in the contract, and maybe even sent him a screenshot, and be like, this is what you agreed to. So you know,
2: and we tell them too, like, hey, we started, we've started, like, because we added a a specific performance clause in our contract. You know, we started saying, like, hey, you know, if you think you're going to sell it to someone else, you know, we'll sue for a specific performance, like you agreed to sell us this deal. Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of like we're threatening them, but... We're not.
0: You know, you you agreed. We're
2: basically saying, like, hey, you agreed.
0: Well,
1: it also says in the the contract, time is of the essence, right? So time of the essence means that they have to perform in a timely fashion and ghosting and not signing contracts and not being there and not filling out, that is not time of the essence, you know, and that is a breach of contract, essentially. So, um, you know, we,
2: we call them from... Tons of different phone numbers.
1: <laughs> you, know, we'll, we'll, you got burner lines. We'll, you call we'll,
0: them. We'll friend request them. We'll send them a little DM.
1: <laughs> and most yeah, of the, not time, kidding.
0: Most we of do the that. time,
2: at least from <laughs> our experience, it's been like the seller's phone gets turned off, right? They didn't pay their phone bill or something like that. Yeah. That's what it ends up most of the time being. But um, people that are trying to back out, I mean, we really lean on the affidavit of memorandum because Anyone that's backing out, or trying to sell to someone else like yeah. 90% of the time. So
0: yeah, Sean, on my YouTube channel, I made a video of a seller who like two days before we're supposed to close, oh. we had the buyer, we're ready, all the funds. And he's like, um, me and my mom decided we don't want to sell anymore. And we're okay. like, uh, I don't think so, buddy. Yeah, I don't and, think so. Um, I don't think that's the case. So I recorded, <laughs> I, I recorded him saying all that. And then I said, Hey man, well, you know, you don't have to sell it to me. You can decide to just stay there for the rest of your life with you and your mom. But the time you do sell, we will be there ready for you. And you will have to sell it to us. And he's like, no, no, that's not how it works. The next day, you know, he, he calls and he's like, okay, I'm ready. Cause like, you know, he could, he, he, he just sat on it and knew like we weren't going to get, you know, let it go. So. Right.
2: Yeah, you kind of, yeah, you the, kind big of thing, the big thing is to not like when the seller's trying to back out, like don't back down. Like they're wanting you to back down, and if you're new, you probably will back down. Yep. Like we did when we were new. like
0: never. we never back down. back down. Yeah, like we you never can't back down anymore. Nathan oh down. You don't want to sell right now, that's completely fine. But when you do, which I know you will. We'll See, I don't you even that.
2: have the guys say that anymore though. I say like, hey, we're gonna we're going to move forward with this. And, you know, if we have to, we'll file a lawsuit for
0: specific performance. Like we're not waiting anymore either. Okay. Corey's a little more aggressive than me. I'm like, all right, you don't have to sell, but when you do. (laughs) That's what we used to do.
2: But then I don't remember who told us to add the specific performance thing and we haven't had to test it. So I I don't know that it works, but it works. It it works to get them.
1: Well, I guess move forward. Yeah, I I um you know, I mean, for, first thing we do is I mean, especially if it's a larger spread, we'll file a memorandum just to make sure we have leverage, right? As soon as you have the memorandum filed, then you can you can flex, right? Because oh. now you have leverage in the situation knowing that they cannot, you know, they cannot do anything without your contract. So, once you have yeah, that have, leverage in place, <laughs> yeah. I
3: was just
0: saying, we've had to flex before we've had it filed. (laughs) We're like, it's filed. (laughs) It's filed. Hurry. (laughs) And then we hurry and file it. And then you hurry and file it. We actually just had one. We just had one of these, Sean, like we're the seller. We agreed at 46 in Memphis. You know, a couple days later, he's like, oh, I'm going with someone else. And we're like, no, you're not. And he's like, yeah, I am. We filed it. And then they just sent us um, verification that it's been filed. He tried to close and they wouldn't close it. So he's like, okay, I'm coming back to you guys. I'll close with you. It's like, okay, well, it worked. Thank goodness.
1: Yeah. Mem- memorandum. We had to close at the same title company that we used to file our memorandum. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. What is it like? One one title company in Memphis? <laughs> that was karma. Yes. That came back. So
0: yeah, we got lucky a little bit, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll file the memorandum first, and then we're super nice with the seller, but we'll just say, hey, you know, Mr. Seller, I understand that. But obviously, we have a legal obligation, a legal contract. You know, you know, we got two different ways we can go down. Number one, we could just close a transaction. You could do what you said you're going to do. And we can get this thing done. Or I'm going to have to get my attorneys involved. And um, and now that we have a, we have filed a motion on their property, we put a lien on your property. You cannot sell your property to anybody else. Um, and if you do try to sell your property, you're not going to be able to do it because it's going to pull up on title. Um, and so that's number one. And number two is if still that doesn't happen... Um, Then we'll file a lawsuit for specific performance. So I said and say, Mister Seller, we really want to just obviously go down the path, you know, what you agreed to. um, But the choice is yours. The ball's in your court. You know, if you do want to go down the other way, then um, then you're you're going to force us to uh, to take legal action. So if and I usually try to put it in their court. So now it's their choice on on what what they're going to do. Um, and so better move
3: than just threatening.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like kind of, the, I said, listen, you know, you know, where we, we we just want to do what we all agreed to basically what we signed to. But, um, if you're going to choose to, you know, to not be a man of your word and renege on your contract, then you're going to force me to go down the legal route. So, um, yeah, and and I'm there's a bunch of, uh, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying, but first off, you got to get him on the phone. Most people, what I'm what we're finding right now is they just won't answer the phone. They won't answer the text. So now you got a memo, memorandum filed, you know. So now you got to send them something, or you got to do that text, like you're talking about. You are taking a, taking a picture, just oh fyi, you know, we have 100% control of your property, you know, and uh, and you have to yeah. send that. Either you have to send we- a certified letter, or you send a FedEx.
0: Go ahead yeah with with the way social media is um that's uh i would send them an instagram a facebook a linkedin maybe like even a uh, you know a venmo you know message venmo. venmo request
1: send them a venmo <laughs> look, Dude, they're yeah, going to get ding like, ding was, ding like, ding I from nathan Payne all over the place Yeah, a, like a, a request from
0: him. a request like the, it's like look you know you agreed and we're just trying to do, like you said, what we've agreed on. And this, these are, this is what we're moving forward since we can't get a hold of you. Um, so, you know,
2: right? Just, yeah, calling them from a bunch of different numbers. It, I mean, it's just about persistence at that point. Like, yeah, exactly.
1: Calling, texting, yeah, emailing, yeah, send you, them a mail, like whatever. Then you finally you get them on did. the phone, and and you get them done. Especially right. if it's a good deal, like. All right. All right. So to um he's working on his camera over here. <laughs> so to uh to get this um sort of wrap this up. Um uh so when you were in the midst of struggling, you know, um, in that in that time where, you know, things weren't working, you know, you had credit card debt, you know, and you're in that, in that frame right there what you know and let's say someone else is going through that right now and they really want to make this work and they're they're putting their time and energy into it and they're they're dreaming about it they want it to work and a two hundred eight thousand dollar month i mean they can't even fathom but i mean that that's like the pinnacle of of success for a lot of people to be able to accomplish i mean literally that's four times what an average american makes so you look at that right there and you where you went from the struggle you know, to now success, what, you know, for the, someone that's struggling, what, what, what type of words of encouragement, you know, now Nathan, you're you're now in the new coaching and you're, you're, you're inspiring people. What would you tell that person that's struggling right there? You know, because you've been through it and you, and you, you've, you both of you have gone through it and you've, you've uh, now you've come out on the other side um, of success. What would you tell that person that is in the middle of that struggle? So it all comes down for me because I know like throughout our time, like
0: what we have not been doing and what we're doing now it's it's massive action. When me and Corey first started, we would, you know, make a couple cold calls, like a couple hours a day. We'd fly a little bit. And now comparing like the action that we took when we first started and getting limited deals to like now, it's just action nonstop. It's making offers. It's leads coming in. It's calling. It's just a lot going on. And I think a lot of people struggle with starting real estate because they think maybe three offers a day or three offers a week is going to get them a deal. That's not going to get you anything unless you get lucky. You right. have to be making multiple offers a day. You have to have leads coming in. If you do not have paid leads coming, you need to be making offers on MLS, calling agents. I mean, you got to go put out a lot of effort. I don't think when you first get started, you don't understand what is required to get going, but it's, mm-hmm. I'd say at least five offers a day, at least. And some people don't even do that.
1: That's good. That's, you know, you know, and, and I like that a lot because, um, you know, because you can literally put your head down and work your way out of the swamp. The problem is people get, you know, paralyzed. And they're like, they they, they just like, they're like in the swamp and they get paralyzed and like, ah, what to do instead of just putting your head down and doing what is going to make money. What's going to make money is generating leads, making offers, getting contracts signed and selling those properties, you know? So, um, that, that, that is the thing. So what about you, Corey, what would you say to someone that's in, in the midst of the struggle?
2: Yeah. I mean, along similar lines, like you got to put in the action like even five is probably a little low. Like if you are, if you're in that much debt, you need to make as many offers as you can. Right. Like, even if you don't have any money, any more money to put, to get any more leads, like put in the time and effort. You always have time. Right. So put in the time, make 10 offers a day on to JV deals, to MLS stuff to for sale by owner, Mm-hmm. you know, figure out a way to, to find a deal. And if you make enough offers, you'll for sure get a deal.
0: Yeah.
2: So, yeah, and I mean, not,
0: sorry, yeah. Corey finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Sean, when we were in that depths of despair when we first signed up for your program, cause we, we took with our debt, we even got more in debt by <laughs> going with your program. Cause we were like, we, we, we believe that Sean will part, you They're know, trying
2: out. to crack so, the PPC code.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, we when we were in the depths and, and really in debt, like we just took way more action than we were at that point, and we got out of it. Why? Because we, I started messaging t- like probably a hundred people plus a day on Facebook, saying, "Hey, I." can help you move your deal. I, You know, we started doing a bunch of stuff instead of just sitting there waiting for leads to come in, like the right. 10 PPC that we could afford that day to come in and hoping something happened. We stopped waiting and we did both. We took action and we responded to the incoming leads. And that's the, I think that's the Smart. key to success. So we, got,
2: we got out of our debt because of JV deals. So Nate found a couple that we ended up being able to sell, helped us pay down our debt. And then from um, our mastermind, we had a cold calling lead, a cold calling deal in Denver that we couldn't sell. We reached out to Brian in our mastermind
3: uh-huh.
2: and Brian, uh, Patterson right? helped sell it. Yeah. Brian Patterson. Yep. And, uh, he helped us sell it and we made 50 K off that deal. And, that what he, us right out of
0: and he made about 170 on flipping it. Yeah.
3: Nice. Like he <laughs>
0: So it's a win-win and we're stoked because that got us out of debt. Joining your mastermind helped us learn the importance of, and that's honestly, I wasn't coaching or even trying to get into this space until I learned from you, Sean, like you give back. I'm not even trying to say, Hey, everybody sign up for my coach. I'm just saying, Hey, let me give you as much information as I can from our experience. And if you want me to help you individually, great. I'd love to let's, right. let's work some out, but yep. it's all about, I guess, the more you give, the more, the more you get. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I've learned.
1: All right, so um so now now here's here's the next question um you know, for the people that are growing, so yeah, the two hundred and eight thousand dollars a month, how are you gonna double and triple that? What's your plan to double and triple that so now you're at eight hundred thousand a month what what would it take to get to eight hundred grand a month uh, um, double triple the leads, yeah, triple the leads.
2: Spend triple the money. So instead of 30,
1: Um, so now you're spending 90. So 90, 90 K a month. So you're at 90 K a month instead of getting 600 leads, right? You're getting what? 1800 leads a month.
2: Yep. So then we're going to have to hire more lead intake or lead managers to handle the lead. volume. Yeah. So probably two to three more. I think I don't think that we're at capacity with the two we have. I think they could handle more. You know, we're getting thirty leads a day. That's fifteen each, plus follow ups. You know, I think they could handle closer to twenty to thirty each. Right. Um, and then definitely have to hire at least one more acquisitions, if not two. At least. Uh, yeah, at least right. how um, many? I mean, how many acquisitions guys do you have?
1: Uh, we got six.
2: So you got six, so you don't have lead managers though. So models a little
1: bit different, but
2: yeah, um, I mean, probably need three more at least. And then, yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think that, you know, I mean, the leads are the lifeblood and, you know, every time we hire someone, I have to, you know, I, I turn up our budget 500 bucks, you know, 800 bucks a day, you know what I mean? And that will generate the leads coming in to be able to support that person, to be able to get, to get the leads, you know obviously excluding direct mail and, and stuff like that. but um, but uh, you know so so if someone is gonna double their business, triple their business, it's all evolved around people and it's all evolved around leads, right? If you got the leads, right, then you can get you can bring on the people, support the people, you make more offers, you get more deals. So it, what what's great about this business is you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out, right? It's literally leads. Uh-huh process and people if you put those three together you know you know there, there's no i mean we're i mean it's like i mean like i i have i have leads going on i mean we're, we're doing interviews literally we do four or five interviews a week um turn down most people you know um we just hired a rock star i mean excited casey i mean this lady's a uh uh 20-year veteran closer um, and she's excited about real estate and she's going to kill it. So she, she just started Monday. So we're real excited about her The Closer. Veteran closer. Do you find, uh, do you find the women are better closers than men? Well, so far an ent- our entire acquisition team is women. <laughs> I asked
2: because I knew a lot of them were women.
0: Well, Sean, another thing that I think is going to get us there, I, 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 I was, I'm curious to see what you think, because you have so many people in your network and coaching. Do, have you looked at other like students like me or anybody in the network as like potential to get more JV deals and get more deals done by partnering or, cause I, I see tons of people are reaching out. Hey, Nate, can you help me sell this deal? Can you help me move this deal? I have a warm lead and it's just like, obviously I can't look at everybody's deal, but I do think if you can somehow optimize having them send in their deals through like a website which we yeah. do have a website and and move people's deals have mm-hmm. you explored that yourself with
1: your network Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got four deals this week, just or just from JV deals. Just, okay. you know, we got two California deals and a, a, a an East Coast deal we're working on right now. Um California deals a a minimum $40,000 spread, the one we got a small one, a $10,000 spread one, but we got this other California one that could be a monster deal. So yeah, I mean, it's Perfect. like, if you put the word out, if you put the word out, you know, that you're gonna JV and work with people, and especially now that you build a team and you, and you kind of dedicate a person that's gonna manage the whole process, then um, then the leads can come in. Now, we 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 did it, we've done it a couple of different ways. We've done it where submit us a qualified lead, that doesn't work you know it's at, you actually have to upload the contract and it has to be in Got contract it. and then we'll take it from there um but um and then we'll typically underwrite it like, i can tell yeah. you most of the contracts that come in they're they're not even deals right? they're they're not even deals Yeah. So yeah, um, people don't know so, how to get
3: the deals.
1: Yeah. So you kind of get, you got to kind of, what we've we done is like put a video together and kind of explain what a deal is, you know, you know, and, and kind of do your, you know, red fin Zillow 70%. That's your starting point. You know, if you're, if you're, if that's your starting point, then, then good, good idea. Um, but if you kind of do something like that, then you can kind of educate them what a deal is, then they can submit a deal um and then you know dedicated person that's going to be able to to manage all that 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 process as a uh, uh kind of take ownership of it
0: so i think that will be a way that we'll get there too uh, is leveraging you know how we how many people we can help move their deals
1: yeah because there's no cost associated to it except for the employee cost right there's no marketing cost like you know, for marketing, if it's, you know, I mean, think about it, you guys are you know spending forty two hundred dollars to actually close the deal. Your average deal size is about twenty-three thousand based upon the nine and the two oh eight. So, I mean, that's good, right? That that's that's really good. You I mean you got a significant profit, you got about a nineteen thousand dollar potential profit in there where now you can reinvest back into marketing, you can pay your payroll team and you guys do Pretty well yourself but the bottom line is is that if you can bring in three five seven ten deals you know to come in and there's no marketing you know associated with that well that's forty two thousand dollars of additional revenue you know that on 10 deals that are coming in so now that forty two thousand dollars you can take in in and in increase your marketing budget which is going to generate more leads you know which is or or forty two thousand dollars just in a month off 10 you know uh, you know free deals is what we call them well, you know, now you can hire somebody, right? You can hire you can hire a person, you know, or two or three or four people that can uh, help you scale your business. So, which is cool. So, well, awesome uh, yes. interview. Well, if you guys gonna leave uh, leave one thing a piece for the audience, what would it be? So, Nathan, one uh, word of encouragement, suggestion. I know you said action. What would be one thing that someone? Um, is probably you would probably pay, pay for speed, right? Pay for speed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think you could spend years and years trying to figure this out yourself, or you can sign up for Six Figure Syndicate. You can sign up for a First Check Challenge. Any, any, they're they're everywhere, right? Yeah. It's yep. just a, who who do you want to work with, right? And I think and everybody will help you get there quicker. I mean, I wouldn't say everyone, but you've helped us a ton. I like the mastermind format. Um, Mm -hmm. I've learned from it. I I see the value. So uh, yeah, that'd be for me is you want to get in this industry. You can spend 5k on mailers and not get a single phone call, or you can spend 5, 10k on, you know, which I have, what you have, what these other guys have, and you can actually get value and and get a good start. So pay for speed that, which we've done. I think it's helpful. Cool. Corey. Um,
2: Keep your lead flow up. If you don't have leads, it's your business is not a business. You're just, I mean, if you don't have leads, you're not going to have a business. You're going to have a lot of work on your hands. So once you get leads, you can have, you can build a business, right? So get your leads up, learn how to get leads and you know, you'll get deals. Even if you're not good, you'll get a lot of deal. You can get deals if you have enough leads. Awesome.
1: Great advice, guys.
0: and pay for leads.
1: Pay for (laughs) leads and pay pay for speed and pay for leads, right? (laughs) Definitely
0: do it. Sean, we'll be seeing you at the... Corey won't be able to make it, but I'm excited to see you at the end of the month. And uh, dude, I mean, I just love learning from you and from all the greats. So I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us and hopefully you can come on Investor Thrive Podcast. I got 272 subscribers, so... Nice. it's growing. <laughs>
1: I, I, I am there. Maybe maybe we can do it when you're when you're down here. So uh oh, man, so again, awesome. thank you guys. Appreciate it. You guys have grown so much um and you've really really done well. I'm super impressed and super proud of you guys for going out there and crushing it. So so anybody listening right now, go uh go to YouTube, check out Nathan Payne, uh go to yeah. um huh? Investor it's Nathan Payne Investor Thrive. Nathan Payne, Investor Thrive. Check out that. Or go to iTunes, check out the podcast. You can learn more from him and Corey. And uh, again, you guys are rock stars. Greatly appreciate it. One last thing. Yes.
0: One last thing. Wholesaling Real Estate, uh, Wholesaling Real Estate Mastermind is my Facebook group that I yep. started because I love the mastermind idea that you had. So I, I made one called Wholesaling Real Estate Mastermind. Join it. I, I, I do freak just, uh, we do a deal analysis call every Thursday. We do a celebrity dial where we actually dial with people in the group and not even students, just people we will call your leads for you, critique you. So we're just trying to give out as much as we can. I think that's a great
1: idea. Yeah,
0: it's, it's yeah I think fun. that's a we great had a idea
1: because, you know, because new people want to know how a deal, ha- you know, where it came from, what was the situation. Most people are afraid of calling, you know, people. So um, so if they're able to see an example of someone that's actually done it, um, which is great. And it kind of puts you on the spot, which gets your adrenaline flowing. Which is kind of fun. <laughs>
0: We had a guy yesterday, he got, he got fired up on a seller. This is a, a guy in our group that, you know, Scott and he, and I don't think he got fired up, but it was, it was a pretty funny call. But yeah. Every, th- every Tuesday we do that. And we call it the celebrity dial, like a celebrity shot when you're playing beer pong or water pong or whatever you want to call it. It's the celebrity yeah. shot. We call it the celebrity dial. Get on that phone.
1: Let's help you out. Start dialing. And that's every Thursday.
0: Every every Tuesday at f- uh, 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And the deal analysis is every Thursday at 1 p.m.
1: Okay, so, got it. Cool, go I check mean, out the have you.
0: We'd, we'd love to have you do a celebrity dial
1: for us one oh, that'd time, be fun. Hop on the group. I, I would like that. A, that'd be call. fun. We'll close <laughs> some deals. <laughs> that would be fun. That'd be fun. All right, guys. Well, congratulations. You guys rocked. Yeah, Great please. interview. Thanks for knowing all your stuff. We greatly appreciate it. I think there's a ton of nuggets for people. And, uh, and I'll see you guys soon.